Hey y'all, thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, I'm joined by Sarah Beth Tate to talk all about her musical journey, some of the lessons she's learned along this journey, and her brand new EP, For My Own Good, which will be released tomorrow, June 17th. So be sure to go check that out once it's released. And if you're listening to this episode after June 17th or on June 17th, be sure to go Check it out after you listen to this podcast here. We will link that EP in the description here. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I really did. Talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? Got lots going on. Lots going on. Uh, EP coming out and lots of new music and fun things and um, lots of personal stuff too. So so is this your, your debut project you got coming out at the end of this? It week? is. It is. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it's my first studio EP project. Um, we had an EP come out a long time ago um, when I was kind of first coming to Nashville. There is, there is an EP out there from way back in the day, but this, this really feels like um, my first in a way. So so what was the process like of putting this project together and picking these songs for this project? You know, it was it was a um, really special process for me. I've, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've, I've kind of been in these last couple of years um, in the in the cycle of, you know, putting a new single out every eight to ten weeks. And that's been great in terms of getting new music out there um, and just making sure that my fans have something to listen to all the time and something new. But uh, this, this process kind of took a little bit longer and I got to really just dig in deeper to these songs. And um, I got to have all the players in the studio all at once. And um, I picked the songs that kind of were, were most personal to me and closest to me and things that I felt like really represented um, me as an artist, regardless of, you know, maybe what I've gotten the most feedback on or what's gone viral or not gone viral. And it just, it was really fun for me to kind of dig into the creative process and get to kind of do it my own way. So how difficult is it to sort of strike that balance between virality and what's most important to you as an artist? I think it's tough. I think it's getting harder as we, as we, you know, in 2022. And as we go into this new phase of, of music, I think obviously it's so important to me to give fans what they want. Um, and so I've, I've really tried to do that to the best of my ability. You know, if this, if a song is connecting with people, I obviously want to make sure that that's available and something that they can go from TikTok and download it. But at the same time, you know, I think I've tried to not let it get to me Um, or or influence my decision too much if a song maybe didn't get the views or didn't get the um, amount of shares you thought it would or whatever, but it's still a really special song. It's like, that's going to connect with people and maybe find people in a different way. And so each song is, has a different life that way. And I think um, it's important to kind of not, not judge them by their initial impact. (laughs) There's definitely this idea out there though, that, if it doesn't blow up, that basically it's pointless in a way, no? 
Yes, yes. I'm not and saying it's true, but that's just the concept of it. Yeah. Yes, it's this idea that it's like, oh, we posted it once and it didn't didn't blow up and we're not going to put it out. And I think obviously we want those markers of of whether or not people connect with it, but you can't predict. I mean, that happens sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. That doesn't mean it's not a great song that that your current listeners want to hear. You know, your Spotify followers or people who are paying attention in on other things not just tiktok so it's kind of funny how the shift kind of happened that at first it was that the people from tiktok weren't going to go to stream the songs and download the songs and now that the people from tiktok are all that matters (laughs) i know i know it's crazy and i i feel like i was kind of on the the front end of seeing that happen um with long way and it was really exciting because it was unexpected. So it, we were we were kind of back in that phase where it was like, this song's blowing up and are these people going to stream the song? I didn't know whether or not anybody was going to download it once it came out. Um, and obviously that was really exciting to watch and, and fun to see that they, that they did. Um, but, you know, you just can't always recreate that. And you can't give yourself this pressure to, to have that one viral moment over and over and over again. I mean, obviously it happens when it's supposed to happen. It happens kind of in an unpredictable way. And I just think it's, we got to keep it that way. We got to keep it where it's exciting when it happens and no pressure when it doesn't. Yeah, it can't be forced for sure. Yes. Exactly. So when you were first blowing up on there, what was going through your mind when Long Way was having the moment that it did? It was like I said, it was just kind of surreal. I mean, it was every day. It was just checking my phone, trying to, trying to figure out what was happening. I mean, we were just watching numbers just go through the roof and it was so, it was so fun, honestly, just uh, reading through comments. And I felt like I was getting to know people through that song. I mean, I would get DMS and talk to people back and really just kind of build this connection with new fans and followers. And it was, it was just a really special time. And, um, like I said, there's kind of that anticipation of, is this going to carry over to something? Like there's a lot of buildup here and that kind of creates some pressure for release. And um, TikTok people just went above and beyond on that one and really kind of changed changed my tra- trajectory for the next couple of years after that. So you feel like that was sort of a turning point for you? Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. I feel like that's kind of where where a lot of my, a lot of my current fan base, you know, came from, from that period of time. So. So let's step back a second. When did this whole musical journey start for you? (laughs) Oh gosh, it's been a long one. Uh, I, I've been in Nashville. I've lived in Nashville now for about seven years, um, going on eight but it started before that. I was about 14 when I took my first trip to Nashville and signed my first publishing deal. So it kind of started about 10 years ago, really. Um, I know they say it's a 10-year town. I'm like, you know, we're, we're definitely rounding that here for me. Um, but, yeah, my, my journey kind of started with that first trip. So um, how did you manage to, to get a publishing deal at 14? <laughs> I still ask myself this. I'm like, what was anybody thinking giving me a publishing deal? Um, I always say, I think there was a little bit of, of um, beginner's luck 
And I think some of my naivety um, probably helped with that a little bit, but I signed up for an NSAI songposium. They were having, it was September. So it was my birthday and I had asked my parents to take me, um, you know, anybody can sign up. It's really helpful to kind of learn about the industry and um, take notes. And I literally signed up for a class called how to get a publishing deal one-on-one and (laughs) which is just like amazing. And um, yeah, the person teaching the class ended up taking a meeting with me that week and ended up, you know, wanting me to come back to Nashville and start co-writing and ended up signing me to a deal. So. So would you say that your first love in music, was it songwriting or was it performing for you? My first love, probably songwriting. Um, I think, you know, long before I had performance opportunities, I wasn't growing up on stage at all. So for me, um, it really started, you know, in my bedroom, fiddling around with melodies and, and words and stuff. But uh, the dream has always gone hand in hand for me. I've always wanted to to be the singer of those songs, but I would say first first love probably came just from the from the storytelling and the songwriting. Do you feel like getting involved in industry so young helped you sort of find your way? Yeah, um, like I said, it's it's been a journey for sure. It's a, it's a long uh, road. It definitely doesn't happen overnight, but. I think that has helped me a ton because by now, you know, I'm 24 now, um, which is obviously still young. I'm like, I've got a lot of life and career left in me. But what's funny, though, is in some ways, I feel like I've been doing this for so long. Like, I feel like I have a lot of experience under my belt. And to be 24 and have a lot of that experience and a lot of the knowledge of just... um, you know, doing what's right for me and finding my voice and finding my sound and uh, kind of figuring out who I am in this industry like that, that all takes a while and is a process. And I feel like I I got a jump start on that. So what would you say have been some of the bigger lessons that you've learned along this journey? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. Um, I always get people about <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm like, there's a lot. Let me see where to start. Um, I honestly feel like the biggest lesson I've learned um, is that it's a journey, like more about the journey than the destination. Uh, I used to just have a lot more anxiety about um, upcoming things or or feeling like I needed to be, I guess, at a certain point in my career at a certain time in my life. So, um, you know, I need to hit this marker by the time I'm this age and I've been doing this for this long and I need to get this deal or this show by this time. And, um, I think you learn it just doesn't really work like that. There's a lot of disappointments at the same time. There's a lot of successes. And so if you can find a way to enjoy both of those things, I think I've gotten to the point where, um, those disappointments are rocky at times, but there's, there's not uh, the emotional roller coaster is, um, kind of, you know, evened out a little bit for me because I truly just enjoy the successes and enjoy the journey. And I enjoy what I get to do and, um, you know, just taking it all in stride, I guess. You kind of can't ride the highs and the lows. You got to find yourself in the middle somewhere. 
Exactly. You got to realize when you're on the mountaintop that it's not going to last forever. <laughs> um, and you know, same with those, same with those loves. Yeah. So on the flip side of the lesson question, what would you say have been some of the bigger challenges that you faced on this journey? Yeah. Um, I think, gosh, probably to, um, along with, like I said, just dealing with disappointment as it comes. I mean, that's obviously something that we all have to learn in life, but I think to finding, um, finding who I want to be as an artist. I mean, that, and that sounds cliche, but it is, it is hard sifting through, you know, you see somebody. Yes. And you see, you know, you sit in writing rooms and, um, with maybe a new producer or new, like somebody who thinks that they know what you're doing. Right. So, you know, oh, well, I'm putting you in this box because this is what I think you're doing. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in what I should be doing or how I should be sounding or songs that I should be writing because somebody else is successful at it. And I think just honestly, it's been a challenge over the last 10 years as I was just growing up. It's like learning to stay in my own lane and be, be confident in that was a journey that I feel like, um, you know, I finally got the hang of, but that's, that's a big challenge. I definitely get lost in sort of that copycat game and those little boxes that I try to throw everyone into. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just, I think it's easy for, it's obviously easy for people to, to kind of group, you know, artists. It's easier easier to group people than to think of them as individuals at the end of the day. Exactly. And, you know, people want to know, well, who do you sound like? And what are, you know, who's your, give us some type of marker of, of who you're going to be like. And, if, you know, it's, it's hard to not get caught up in that and, and just go, you know, no, I'm going to sound like Sarah Beth Tate and I'm going to write like Sarah Beth Tate and I'm going to do my own thing um, and, and focus on that. So yeah, the comparison game, I think it's gets tough sometimes. So you mentioned your sound. So how would you describe the sound that you have? That is, has been a long journey of describing as well. Um, but I think, I think I have a lot of traditional country um, influence, um, even just lyrically. Like it, the lyric has always been the most important to me, especially uh, in, in the writing room and when I'm recording. Um, so I think that storytelling um, has, has come from my love for traditional country music. Um, and then adding a little bit of, you know, modern flair to that. But I've really tried to just lean into my, my country vocal and letting, you know, I don't, I'm not a big belter. So, um, kind of just letting myself have those like strong, um, country mid-tempo songs. So. So when did you sort of reach that point where you were confident in what you have going for you? feel like that was probably for me that was probably um I don't know maybe maybe four years ago um a little bit before uh Longway was actually an interesting um confirmation of that because you know it's a slow song um it had been in my catalog for a while we hadn't 
paid a ton of attention to it. It's a ballad. It doesn't have the tempo that, you know, a lot of times we're looking for on streaming or whatever. And so um, I feel like kind of the, the year or so before Long Way, I really started honing in on what I was doing. And then um, when Long Way kind of became the song for me, it was like, see, this is so funny. We don't have to fit into a box. Like this song just proves that, that you know, it, it's not necessarily in the box that I, I should have gone with. So you could build your own box. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I want to go back to the EP for a minute. Are there one or two songs on there that stick out as personal favorites for you? Yes, I am. Um, I'm sure it's no surprise, but the the song that uh, we got the title of the EP from is called Too Good. And uh, that's probably one of the most personal songs on the EP for me. Um, it's it's a kind of a breakup song, but really for me, it was it was a little bit of my my letter to Nashville a little bit, um, just kind of about my journey and finding my voice and um and then there's a song called Love the Kentucky on there that I wrote about my husband. We, um, we've been together for a while now, so it's just kind of a little piece of our story um, a few years back. And that, that one's really personal, too. So. so you mentioned that this project is very personal to you. Was that a side of you that's easy that you show easily or is it harder for you to sort of access that side in writing and the song that you cut? <clears throat> You know, I feel like it, obviously some songs are more personal than others. I mean, there's there's days in the writing room where we're writing about somebody else's experience or um, pulling from different things. But I feel like I I tend to always try to to pull, especially in the songs that I release. You know, pulling from somewhere that is is personal to me. I mean, obviously when Long Way came out, I was I was in a happy relationship. So it's not always literally what I'm going through, but um, I feel like it's been relatively easy for me to kind of pull from, from some type of personal experience. And, and most of them are, are coming straight from me, you know. And it's good to have that because you kind of have to believe what you're, what you're selling there in order for other people to. Awesome. Yeah, it would it would be really hard for me to put out a song that wasn't, um, you know, just from somewhere in my life and my heart, you know. Well, thank you so much again for saving the time for this. Of course, thank you for having me. I was I was excited to come on. Of course, it was great having you on. Have a great day. All right, you too. See ya. Hey, y'all! Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you liked what you heard. If you liked what you heard from Sarah Beth, be sure to go check her out on social media and check out her brand new EP for My Own Good wherever you listen to music, as well as all of her other great music that's already out there. Um, if you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to check us out on all social media at Worlds of Country and give us a follow, um, subscribe, to the, subscribe to the podcast. We really, really appreciate it all of your support. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you guys so much.